0: ashhadu an la Dios
1: يا in الذين lot in a lot of the kalam, for in a lot of of فَإِنْ kalam, the kalam, for in a lot Allah is one we praise. we praise Him, we thank Him. And so we seek refuge in Him from the evil of our own souls and the evil of our actions. None whom He guides can be misguided. And none whom He leads us greatly to be guided to the truth. And I bear witness that there is no one worthy of worship but God Almighty alone, and that Muhammad sallallahu wa is His slave and a messenger. O oh, you will believe, be mindful of Allah as He should, be minded, and do not die except as Muslims. O oh, mankind, be mindful of your Lord who created you from one soul, and from that soul is nature, from those two spread many men and many women. And be mindful of the wounds that bore you, and be mindful of those you ask their rights from, for indeed Allah is ever washed the oh O you will believe, be mindful of Allah and speak the truth. He will guide you to righteous deeds and forgive you of your sins. Whomsoever obeys Allah and His Messenger has achieved the greatest achievement. The best of speech is Allah's speech. The best of guidance is Muhammad's guidance, sallallahu alayhi wa And the worst of affairs are those which are newly introduced. And everything newly introduced into faith is an innovation, and every innovation goes astray. And everything which goes astray leads one to the outcome. After the battle of Hunayn, Towards the end of the lifetime of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and after, Mecca, after the victory of Mecca There was an area outside of Mecca known as Hanayi Where a major battle in the life of the Prophet happened There were people who after Mecca had been taken over Were adamant to oppose the Messenger of Allah sallallahu After this battle then ended Many people entered into Islam, or they were new to Islam, fresh from accepting Islam in Mecca or in the area you have skirts around your name. The Prophet, took the spoils of war as was the norm in the ancient world. The spoils of war would be collected and then distributed to those who had participated in battle. So as he distributed, distributed the goats, the sheep, camels, bits of gold and silver pieces that had been collected from the spoils of war, he gave most of what he gave to those people from Quraysh who had recently accepted Islam. So Allah Hang has been a so a group of the Ansar who had followed him all the way from Medina to outside, past south of Mecca, they found something, there was a bit of resentment, a bit of disappointment in that. So they went to Sa'ad, wadi Allahu Akbar, and they said to him and they mentioned what they felt. <laughs> and so he, Allahu went to the Prophet ﷺ in his tent. He said, "Ya Rasulullah, in the in the pih of Ansar, they are not There's a group of the Ansar. They're finding something in themselves about this. He said, "Saad, what do you feel?" He said, "Inna anani tomi. I'm a person from my people." He said, "Ira ismarco. Let's gather your people." When he gathered them, the Prophet ﷺ said, Did I not come to you, وَأَنتُمْ When you were astray? When you were enemies, each of you striking at the next of one another, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminded you. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gathered your hearts together. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made your city, where I may picture to. and he reminded them of the blessings that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala had given them specifically there in Al Madinah. and he said to them, "Ana tawwonna al-yajjuun bi wal-bani wa tujjoona bi Sallallahu wa ila Are you not pleased that people tonight will go home with goats, and sheep, and camels, but you will return home with the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? If it weren't for the Hijrah, I would have been a man from amongst the Ansar. If it weren't for travel and migration, I would have gone in from amongst the Ansar. لَوْ سَلَكَ الْنَاسِ أوْ وَسَلَكَ الْأَنْصَارُ If the people were to walk down one valley or one crevasse and the Ansar were to walk down another valley or another crevasse then I would follow the valley Al Ansar Shi'ar, what Nasser he taught. The Ansar are a symbol, and the people are indebted. In Hatta You will find some preference given to others after I leave you. So have patience. Until you meet me at the fountain, until you meet me at the house. This hadith is narrated by Bukhari, and it points out a key human emotion that all of us feel sometime in our life, and that is the feeling of disappointment. Now, that disappointment and that resentment. That bitterness that we have can come from our unwillingness to see past what is in our immediate benefit or what we think is in our immediate benefit. Remember in the hadith of Jibreel when the Prophet والسلام, was asked and he, he said, iman, What is iman? He said, That you believe in God, His angels, and His books, and His messengers, and the last day. And that you believe in divine destiny. The sweet of it, the good of it, and the bad of it, the sweet of it, and the bitter of it. Each one of us finds some bitterness, some disappointment, some resentment from the things that happened in our lives. Notice how we all saw it here. They were looking at the immediate gain from war. They were looking at the spoils of war. Not taking into consideration that they had gained the greatest gain that anyone gain In their lives, but that is the companionship of the Prophet in this life and in the next. You can't be be, be, be patient until you meet me at the fountain. So, on the Day of Judgment, those who are true followers of the Prophet will be called to that fountain and they'll be told to drink, a drink which after they'll never thirst. So the immense reward of having supported the Prophet could not repair to a sheep or a camel or a goat. But it's sometimes when we forget to look past what we see immediately in front of us and think about why it is we're disappointed with what happened. Why it is we dislike something. Why it is we're giving a place in our hearts to something that causes us so much pain. A friend said to me, beautiful advice from a friend. He said to me, the opposite of love is not hate. Because when you love something or you hate something, you give it a place in your heart. But the opposite of love is that." is not caring. Because when you're completely detached from something, you immediately let it go. What are we attached to that makes us resent what's happening in our lives? Sure, we might have gotten ill. A relative might have been ill. We might have lost a child. We might have lost a job. We might have had someone speak rudely to us. We might have had to deal with a difficult situation at home, at work, in society. Those interactions are all interactions that happen within a span of seconds and most minutes. The question is, why would we allow, why would we allow ten seconds of difficulty to dictate all of the other hours of the day. Somebody cuts us off in traffic. We stick, and it sticks in our mind, and how dare they? And people don't know how to drive. And Houston traffic, and all of us know Houston traffic. All of us have lived through it. But why do we allow that to overcome us? Because there's something greater going on within us. The Prophet SWT, he said, سردت إليكم داء الأمم You have been snugged up on by the sickness that inflicted the people that came before you, but the has envy and rancor, envy and disappointment, hatred. Well, I can the deed. He said, it is the shaver. I'm not saying it shaves your hair, but it shaves the way you redeemed. And I don't translate that word deed. Because I want someone to understand, everyone says, Islam is not religious, it is a way of life. There's something greater going on with the word deed. The word deed comes from the same word as saying, as indebtedness nasr ya Allah. O mankind, you are impoverished to Allah. So when we say we have deen, we're saying we have faith in one who we are forever indebted to. So when you allow someone to share in that debt, you are allowing a partner to come in with a law that should not be there. Know that your indebtedness and the indebtedness of your heart can only be for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Which is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran has stated that one of the greatest blessings that we will get in Jannah is for this sense of disappointment and resentment to be removed from our hearts. Surah al wa Wana Zahla ma fi and we have extracted whatever resentment was left in their hearts and they sat as brothers facing each other in paradise so it's important for us to work now to lessen that amount of disappointment to lessen that amount of rancor of bitterness of resentment it's easy to resent. It's easy to be disappointed with others. Someone does something, you immediately think to yourself, "I'm mad right now because of them." You're giving them a cause. You're making them a cause for how you act, denying your own agency, and your own will, because it's easy to project that onto someone else, to say that it was someone else who made me what I am. But it's much more difficult to dig down. Under every sense of disappointment, under every sense of resentment, under every sense of bitterness, is a sense of anger. And ever, under every sense of anger, is a sense of hurt. And we have to ask ourselves why do we feel that? Al Imam al Ghazali, ta'ala, he said, the <laughs> No. That envy is a result of brain And brain is a result of anger. So it is the result of results. And anger is the fundamental fundamental. So what is it that makes us angry about a certain situation? Why is it that we allow it to overcome us? Because deep down inside, we don't want to admit that there is both sweet and bitter in life. There is both good and bad in life. That we will experience pain. We like to avoid pain as much as we can in life. We like to not think about what we're doing. So if we can project that onto someone else, or we can dumb down that pain, then we will. Living with your bitterness and your resentment towards someone or something is like... Driving with your emergency brake on. You can drive for a long time with your emergency brake on, but what good does it do? Nothing. It damages your car and it makes your life uncontrollable. If you want to understand why you're not in control of certain things in your life, start asking yourself what is it that makes you mad? What is it that causes that resentment? It takes us going from the outside and moving to the inside. In the hadith of Abdullah ibn Amr, the Sunnah, the Prophet, alayhi salatu said, a man from amongst the people of Jannah will walk into the messenger and said that Abdullah ibn Amr, Abdullah ibn Amr, followed him and asked to stay with him for three nights, as is the right of any guest. And he said, I observed him, and I didn't see that he was praying extra. I didn't see that he was fasting in the mornings. I didn't see doing any extra naked. I didn't see anything special about him. And so I asked him, why was it? Why was it that the prophet Ades said that you were one of the people of Jeddah? He said, I never sleep at night except before my head hits my pillow. I forgive everything in my heart that I have against other people. So it means that we have to go from the outside to stop allowing people's negativity to perpetuate within our lives and work within ourselves and say, why am I reacting the way that I do to that negativity? Does that mean we put ourselves up with our hands up in the air and we never react to anything? No. But we have to ask, who are we reacting for? I Men, I have done that. لِلَّهِ 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 Whoever loves for Allah And dislikes for Allah And gives for Allah And restrains for Allah Then he has sought to complete his iman But remember that Throughout all of these is For Allah Ask yourself When you react Why you react What is it in that thing that's happening that makes you want to be overcome with anger or fear or make things difficult for yourself and for those around you. The greatest thing, the greatest responsibility that we have is to guard our heart. And that means to guard it from every source of negative emotion that brings about those negative actions from us. In the Hadith of the al the Prophet Is there not a morsel of flesh within the body that when it is wholesome, the body is wholesome, and when it is corrupt, the body is corrupt. Is it not the heart? I don't want to of, of all Resentment, bitterness, it's temporary. Or at least it should be. If we find ourselves allowing it to extend to all areas of our life, it means that it's time for self reflection. It's time for us to not ask ourselves, why am I disappointed? Why am I resentful? What is it that I am angry? And why am I angry? Why am I hurt? Why do I feel like I should have had this and not have that happen to me? It's essentially, why should I have determined the direction of the heavens and the earth and not the world? It's a fundamental miscalculation of who we are as created beings. In this very limited set of parameters that we know as our material world. We've talked about in many different khopas how we have to expand our concept of who we are as mankind to include both our primordial state as well as our course motive state where where we end up being held accountable for our actions on the Day of Judgment. Except for those who come to Allah with a whole heart or a wholesome heart, we see this play out through many different instances in the life of the Prophet ﷺ. <inaudible> that disappointment is temporary. Kambala felt that he was a hypocrite because the good times he had with the Prophet ﷺ didn't last all of the time. He was disappointed. What was he told? Yeah, the there's a time for this and so a time for that. What we have to place in our mind is that none of this will last forever. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The face of your Lord of majesty and generosity is what will remain forever. We talked about in previous khukwas the man who killed ninety-nine men. How did he make that change? To go from the disappointment of great sin. He took that step towards Allah power wa God. He didn't allow himself to be trapped in the instance of thinking that he's a bad person. And so even though in material terms he came up short, along maybe the distance close for him he was accepted into general. The Prophet عليه الصلاة والسلام Said in the hadith That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Said إِذَا تَقَرُّبَ إِلَيَّ وَإِذَا يَمْشِي When my slave Approaches me I, an arm, A handstand I approach him an armstand And when my slave comes walking to, Towards me I come running Towards him all it takes is for us not to be stagnant, to not allow ourselves to be trapped in the moment of bitterness and disappointment. Yes, you've been ill, but illness passes. You've had bad times, but you've also had good times. You've had loss, but you've also had gain. Everything in this life is cyclical. Just as you see, the sun rise and the sun just as you see plants grow and plants die. So will you in your life go through this cycle. The question is, what remains after The Prophet used to say in his dua, Allahumma la melja'a minka illa ilayk. O oh Allah, there's no running from you, but to you. Run to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Which is why he asked the question in the Quran. Fa so where is it you will go? رَبَّنَا wa la تُعِينَ عَلَيْنَا O Allah, help us and do not help those against us. وَمْصُرْنَا وَلَا تَمْصُرْ عَلَيْنَا Give us victory if you don't give others victory, Wa وَمْكُرْنَا وَلَا تَمْصُرْ عَلَيْنَا Plot for us and do not allow others to plot against us. كَنْتِنَا وَإِسْرِ بُدَذَنَا بِيَرَبْلَ عَلَمِينَ O Allah, guide us and make guidance something easy for us, O Lord and give us victory against those who have transgressed upon us. And لَكَ make us from amongst those that but perpetual in but the that but perpetual in and the that and perpetual in their fear, that are the in and Obedience of you, and that are kept perpetual in their humility and submission to you, Ya Rabbi Alameen. Allahumma ilayka aladna. min al-ubaheen, talimbukum O Allah, we have returned to you, so make us from amongst those that dutifully return to you at every instant. Rabbana taqabbat khaukatana, waqsal khaukatana, Ya Rabbi Alameen. O Allah, accept our repentance. O Allah, accept our repentance. O Allah, accept our repentance and wash us of our sins. O Allah, wash us of our sins. O Allah, wash us of our sins and our mistakes. O Allah, we are here today on this blessed day of Jum'ah, in this blessed house built for your worship, to ask you to accept our repentance and to forgive us of our sins, and the sins of our parents, and the sins of our spouses and our children, and the sins of our progeny that come after us. O oh Allah, only You can forgive us, and only You can strengthen us. Robban oh O Allah, O oh Allah, uh, uh, answer our prayers, and make our evidence firm, and make our tongues straight for You, and guide our hearts. Ya alamin, waslu sahihat and take the resentment and disappointment and bitterness. From our hearts. Ibadah, in Allah, you